Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, Matt Williams, we wanted a contest. We got a great contest. What a great contest. Wow. I mean, if ever you needed a greater example of pressure goal kicking, that's it. That, that is literally a World Cup final or not. But rugby has to face a fact that penalties at scrum time. Now, I reckon we could argue either way on those penalties. Our game must face a fact and go back to the days when all scrum Unless it's offside or a foul play, it's a Ben Arp. To lose a World Cup final on that, it's just awful. South Africa, courage, effort, great team. They, they weren't as good as they have been. England, fantastic. The rain played a part. But you just can't keep champions down. South Africa were never out of that game. They were never going to be out of that game until England were back in the change room. And it was so close. But, you, you know... The, the fighting spirit of the Africans, wow, they're warriors. They are, they are some team. Did the best team on the night win, Rob? No, no. I think England were the best team on the night. I think South Africa are the better team, and they showed that bit of class towards the end. The bomb squad that we spoke about before the game was the deciding factor in this. Um, and there was, no, there was no doubt Marler and Cole going off and we saw them have their hug on the bench. Job well done after 55 minutes. Had a big impact. Let's hear from this fella. Talk about nerves of steel. from South Africa. Andre, huge congratulations. Uh, just personally, from your own point of view, to make it through to the Rugby World Cup final after all you've been through over the last few years, tell me your emotions right now. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. It's uh, a lot of relief in this moment. And now it's just, yeah, I was frustrating. We wanted our best tonight, especially that first half. We, we knew we, have, we, know we have so much more to give and we just, we just couldn't get there. But fair play to England. I think they put us under pressure in exactly the right area. So credit to them but geez the fight the boys showed never giving up it's, it's what we stand for as a, as a team and as a nation and it's unbelievable you were brought on early in the game what goes through your mind in that situation when you know the pressure's on and you have to make that immediate impact yeah no it's a, we stuck to our plan it's just uh we just maybe had to execute a little bit better here and there um, but yeah no it's, it's just take it play by play minute by minute you can't look too far into the future in these kind of games so yeah took it to play by play it took us a long time but uh we got it done and key moments uh, in the back end of that game, that kick down uh, to then eventually score the try and then that kick, that penalty to win the game. Tell me about that and, and what was going through your mind then? Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's, um, it's, I just, firstly, the scrum penalty, the boys. We always tend to forget that, but that's what got us the opportunity. It's just credit to them. They were unbelievable. And then, um, yeah, it's a big moment, but uh, that's what you live for as a rugby player on this stage. To have moments like that as a flower, that's what you live for. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. 
hugely impressive win. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, Andre Pollard, not even in the squad at the outset of the World Cup. Somehow, uh, Ian, you knew he was going to wangle his way back in. He's back in and there is something... I mean, we've talked about how South Africa have broadened their game in the last couple of years, but there is like an intrinsic DNA and winning penalties and Andre Pollard kicking them, that's pretty much the South Africa MO. Yeah, it was seriously brave from the South Africa coaching team to get him on as early as they did. Um, brutal. Yeah, brutal and it's harsh and um, it's tough to come back from that. You know, but for Libok, yeah, it is tough. Like getting mm. the shepherd's hook after thirty minutes, it's you don't see it too often. Mm. You know, especially at this high high level. At least he kicked his penalty. He kicked a very good penalty and then still got pulled off. Yeah, I think the weather had a big impact on that decision too, yeah. because Razi knew from the first 10-15 minutes this is not going to be the game that I expected it. It's going to come down to a few kicks. We need our more seasoned out half who knows how to run a game a little bit more strategic. Um, arguably, it was a call that he should have made during the week and started Andre Pollard, yeah. I think. Once they saw the weather. Just, I think he's, he's, he's a better all-round player. Anyway, for semi-final, yeah. he'll Cup start rugby. the final now yeah. for Cup Rugby. And... I, I think so. As well. Okay. <clears throat> I don't think he was man of the match by a considerable margin. I got, I'm, I'm absolutely shocked at yeah, that. The English back I thought three. He played, yeah, yeah. The English back three were absolutely magnificent for 80 minutes. He came on and did some good things. He's not saying he's a bad player, but mm. wow. It's, I think it's, it's a cheap uh, man of the match when you're only playing two-thirds two of a match. Yeah, well, don't worry. I mean, somebody, big moments, they give it to somebody. Don't worry. Yeah, don't don't put it. too much stock in no, it. No, no, I'm not. It's just <laughs> I, I, the English back three were magnificent. They played absolutely mm. sensational rugby. Locks. Yeah. Why did they lose it in the end? What, what's the, you, we, we, just as we um, went to the Pollard interview, you were saying at Scrum, certainly South Africa wrestled back touch of control. Was that the deciding moment or, or what happened? Yeah. <clears throat> England got a very good start. They came out of the blocks. They rattled South Africa. But they never really looked like scoring a try. And I think with this South African team, we know that when it gets 50, 60, 70 minutes, set piece will get on top, that they will have more opportunities to score a try. Mm. Now, I think England were in South Africa's 22. A lot more than South Africa yeah. were in England's 22. Yeah. But there was still, even with 10 minutes to go, I said to the lads, South Africa are going to score seven points and the bomb squad's going to get them a, uh, a penalty. Mm. Are you now just... <laughs> are you just, you're just you're looking at me there. Just, uh... He's just winding me up because he knows how much I hate it. Well, if, but, but, in fairness, you now need to start calling them the bomb squad as no, well. You, you have to mate. accept the impact they're having. No, I will not. You, you don't, don't, you don't think they won the game. Let me, tell you where, let me tell you what lost them that game. Yeah. England got two five-metre line-outs. Jamie George threw one crooked and one just slipped out of his hand. Yeah. And then they had about four scrums they gave away penalties. You cannot win games when you haven't got your set play right. You yeah, have not. That's, 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 that's the bomb squad. squad. They've put them no, under that I pressure. I don't agree with that. I think there were some appalling, appalling refereeing decisions on the scrum penalties as well. Right. And I totally disagree with them. And I, I sympathise with referee O'Keefe. He's been put under so much pressure. It, it, it is the laws of our game doing that, and we're not getting justice. South Africa shouldn't have been there on justice last week, and there were some really tough penalties out there tonight. And and, and I, I think when our game, when we're at a point where we're, we're talking about penalties yeah. in our game that are deciding games and we can argue either way, mm. I think that's a really bad place for us to be. Okay. Yeah, but I, I but let, let, let me, let, yeah. for all the South Africans, let me, I'm not taking anything away no, from I South Africans. No, I know that. They fought, they fought absolutely rock solid through that game. They were beaten, beaten out the gate and they found a way to come back. And only great teams can do that. Mm. Only great teams can find a way. And, and they're, they're a great team. Yeah, no, accepted. You come in, you make your point and I'll jump in. 
Yeah, no, I, I just think when, when Ben O'Keefe makes his mind up, two new front rows on, when he's making his mind up saying that South Africa have the momentum in the scrum, for him to then change his mind, people think he's you know, questioning yeah. himself. So he's kind of made his, set out his stall going, look, I think South Africa have dominance here. And every scrum that we saw in the last half an hour, they were getting a, yeah. a penalty. And, and would you agree with Matt? In not, so he makes up his mind. You're making the point. He doesn't want to be seen as flip-flopping and all over the place. So once he decides South Africa, he sort of sticks with them even when in he's certain only instances for, he's only he shouldn't. Look, yeah, he's only looking for one thing. Once he's made up his mind, he's looking for an English infringement. Okay. He's not looking at the scrum in a balanced way. But in my opinion, they, I, I thought they had the... the yeah, they definitely had a shove on them, yeah. which made it made it easier for him to, to make up his mind. Steph Detroit breaks off, drives in. Like, it's a mess. It's a, it's mess. a mess. So okay. our World Cup, mate, we get on that. It's it's a really awful, awful... And, and what's the solution to not... So scrums don't have such a big bearing. Well, look, we, our game was, for some reason over the last 15 years, we've gone to every scrum infringement as a penalty. So what is South Africa doing in that scrum? And, they, and why, do they why are they taking... If someone takes a mark, why do they take a scrum? So they get a penalty. So they're not scrummaging to get to liberate the ball to get at their backs. They're taking a scrum to get a penalty. The penalty either gets you shot at goal or you kick down, fill them yeah. all. Now, they're not the only team doing that. Mm. I'm not saying this is South Africa. No, the, it's across the, our game. But they are the only team who takes a scrum off a mark. The but, only team in the world. Yeah, but, but that, why do they take the mark? Because they have the best scrum in the world. Well, they, they've got a fantastic scrum. But that scrum, the scrum was never meant to be a, a source of penalties. It was, a, it was a contest to restart play. Right. Okay. So now that has morphed into where it is now a penalty. So what happens from the penalty? You either take three points or you kick for touch and have them all. So if you're an international hooker, you're three times more likely to score a try mm. than a centre now. So we, like, we asked, if, did Owen Farrell pass the ball? When did the, when did the Springboks pass the ball? When they were really under the pump late in the game. And now I know the conditions had a, a, a way, a lot to do with it. Mm. The way that you, you, you had two sides there, that's the way... England and South Africa play, and you have the other side where France, Ireland, and New Zealand play. So you're going to come to a final where you've got the two, the Don't. two philosophies opposed yeah. next week. And who do you hope wins? The oh, what a horrible, what a horrible thing, New Zealand. What a horrible thing to ask in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a draw. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's Khaleesi and South Africa back in a final. Let's hear from him. You're through to another Rugby World Cup final. You get to defend the title from four years ago. Tell me what that means to this group of players. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, yeah, it's honestly all the hard work that we put in um, uh, is paying off. It was ugly today. It was really ugly, but that's what champions are made of. Um, I'll give all credit to England. They've worked hard. You know, they return off before the World Cup. Coach Steve and Owen and the team, they pulled themselves together and they showed who, you are, who, who they are and they're not a, a team that you can take lightly. So all credit to them for doing all the hard work and being in the semi-final today. And to my team as well, it was ugly today, like it was last week, but we found a way. We found a way to fight back and get back into the game. So yeah, well done to the boys. Um, yeah, we're really proud of the fight that they showed, especially the guys that came off the bench once again. Yeah, tell me about the key moments throughout the game, in the second half particularly, and how influential your bench players were. Yeah, England did so well in the kicking game. I think they, they outplayed us in that. Our discipline was awful in the first half, and especially in the key areas of the game, you know, where they could take the points. Um, but yeah, I thought we fought back, you know, in the second half. We showed uh, who we are and what we can do with the, with the full uh, 23. And you get to uh, go to the final and play the All Blacks next week. Uh, tell me what that build-up's going to be like. 
No, it's gonna be it's gonna be as big as it was tonight. You know, the Oblacks played they show they played really well last week. But yeah, we just want to thank all the South African people that travelled all the way to come here and support us, and the ones that are back at home as well, and for sticking with us and being with us. And next week is gonna be hard. It's gonna be special. But may they stay with us again. Hopefully, we can defend it. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, see, Khaleesi must have said the word ugly about three times there. It was that kind of night. So I'm, I'm curious for your thoughts, Rob, because at the start of the night, you had a concern for South Africa, which was very hard three weeks on the bounce to go to like an emotional well. And the previous week against France was a huge occasion. They would be mindful of the final. You sort of felt they might just keep a lid on it this week and hope that was enough to get over the line against England. Now, it was just about but they did get dragged into a kind of an epic. So where are they emotionally now ahead of a final as New Zealand had their feet up this evening? They, they left it close. Emotionally, they were not there tonight. Yeah. They weren't. So where, where do you think they are over the next few days? Ironically, that's the best thing that could have happened this team. It's a proper kick up the backside. We didn't turn up. We were so lucky. We're blessed to be in a final. But if we produce that level of performance again, if we bring that level of emotion again, we're going to get beaten out the door. Mm. Mm. Oh, absolutely. The, the question I've had about South Africa in this tournament was late in the tournament with the long year they've had, the 15 months almost of non-stop rugby start to wear on them. Whereas we've seen New Zealand in a relatively easy game last night in comparison get that emotion out of the way as well. So, uh, look, when, that, when New Zealand and South Africa meet, it's, it's, you know, it's the legendary games of, uh, or, or rivalry of our game. So, you know, it's very hard to pick and all that. But I agree with Rob, the South Africans know we've dropped. And unless we can do something about it in the next seven days, mm. we, we'll get beaten because you <clears throat> won't get away with that against New Zealand. Wasn't calm in that coach's box, I mean, right the way through. So uh, it was some of those shots you would put down to the weather. On a, dry, sure. on a dry night, would South Africa have won this game comfortably, even maybe not being at the pitch emotionally? Was that a big leveller? I, I think the weather had a massive amount to do with it. Because on a wet night like that, you can fluster your opponent, you can turn them around. England played no rugby as well. Like England, we were saying, did, did uh, Owen Farrell pass the ball to Ulago? To, to I don't think he did. Mm. I don't think he did all night. So they, they weren't actually playing champagne rugby. But it was smart rugby for the conditions and for the emotional and mental state where South Africa were. They put pressure yeah. on South Africa. And on a dry night, England's lack of rugby, because that's been the accusation yeah. from everybody for like months now, that, that would have really bit them in the backside. I would have thought so. Yes and no, because the, the, the intent that they chased all of those kicks was incredible. Elliot Daly was superb. Johnny May was superb. Freddie Stewart, superb. If you're going to kick the leather off the ball like they did, and your back three chase every single one with that intensity and ferocity, you're going to keep getting the ball back. Um, Dry or no? Yeah, same and as. Now, I, I, sorry, Rob, especially because the, the South African wingers are such small guys yeah. and, the, and the English back three are all really tall dudes. Yeah, now you would expect on a dry night South Africa to be uh, more attacking mindset with the ball with in the hand. Ball, they wouldn't yeah. kick as much. Some of those things that we just watched there, they'll come off of them. Mm. Uh, I think the conditions definitely suited England and in particular the style of game that they play. Yes, but I, I suppose you're saying they might have been a handful even in a, on a dry night, but especially tonight of all nights. The winning moment, the scrum and then the penalty. 
Yeah, but the, the the winning moment I think for me, for me starts with this kick, and we 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 just we just saw uh, we just saw a clip where he knocks the ball on. That is brave kicking it ten meters from from the touchline, and then uh, you know, good set piece. Billy Vinopolo here at the back of the scrum is so or the back of the line. I'm sorry, is so slow. He came on uh, in the first half, made a really poor first impact. He just come on there and he misses the beat. If you look at him at the back there, he stands still, completely misses the jump, and then it's an easy walk over for, for Snyman. But we knew South Africa were going to get an opportunity yeah. down there, and when they did, that they would have a lot of bottle to be able to when take When Vunapolo came on in the first half as a blood substitute, he, he had one carry, he had a knock-on, you're saying he was slow there. People just say he's not the same player, he's not fit, he's, not, he's a million miles off 19. Yeah, it's, it's a fair assessment. Big he's loss. he's, he's nice unfit. Team. I think he's the last knock-on of the game as well. Yeah, yeah. you know, he just your subs. We look at it with South Africa. Their subs won them the game. Mm. They have an enormous impact on the outcome of the game. And when you've got English subs coming on, and not having any sort of positive impact on it, yeah. Fingers would be pointed. They had a negative impact yeah. on it, for sure. Maybe they thought they could get him into the tournament and get him fit. It just didn't seem to work well, out. Well, England, England had to try something different. They had to ro- We said before, they had to roll the dice. And mm. look, well done to Steve Borthwick. He really upset South Africa. They really upset them. Yeah. And it was so close. But, you know, before the game, did England have the, the players and the capability? No. Mm. And, uh, and unfortunately for the English, at the 76th, minute that proved to be the case. Here is the winning moment, the scrum. You might just explain your point again for people. You feel the scrum has taken on too much importance in these games. Well, look, being an old bugger, the scrums were never penalties. See the referee's got his arm, a long arm, that gives you a penalty. That was taken out of the game in the 1980s and every every infringement, so that's a technical infringement. No one's doing anything on a technical infringement. Every technical infringement was a bent arm, so a bent arm or a free kick. You can't kick for goal and you can't kick for touch. You can only run the ball. So what's what's the um, what are you incentivising? Mm. You, by giving a long arm a penalty where you can kick three points or kick for touch and take a mall, you are incentivising, scrummaging to get the penalty. If you take the incentive away, what's your incentive? Well, get the ball to the backs because there's 16 forwards tied up because there's all this space. Mm. And so all through the 90s and the early 2000s, we had wonderful back row moves, wonderful back line plays coming off scrums. It was entertaining. It was great. And the scrums were still there. They were a contest. You could have a push-over try, but you, the referee wasn't going to give you a penalty for no matter what you did unless you did foul play or you were offside. Right. And the game was much better. And, and when that. did it become what we see now? Oh, it's just sort of moved over the last 15 years. But it's got to the point now where... Look, look, the South Africa and England are like great tax accountants. They find every loophole and they exploit it brilliantly. And I admire the intellect. I really admire the intellect. But what that is not good for the global game and it's not good for the other side of the games like France, New Zealand uh, and Ireland okay. who are trying to play a much more positive ball in hand, entertaining game. Mm. We are in the business of entertainment. That's, okay. what, that's our gig. I'm inclined to agree with you. Oh, my goodness. Wow, OK. So let's get rid of the bomb squad. <laughs> no, not the bomb no, squad. But I, I think World Rugby have to make a decision. Do we want the scrum to be the focal point of our game? Mm. As, as if th- this is the biggest part of how rugby is played. Yes, the decisive and part. Because if it is, and we've got teams like South Africa, it means that the physically bigger, stronger, better scrummaging side mm. invariably 
are going to do better in the World Cups. Okay. Yeah. And a team like Ireland, our scrum went poorly last weekend. Mm. But it's cost us almost... No, I appreciate know, that. Now, we can't make the decision through an Irish lens. It has to no, be for no, the betterment of the game. I'm talking about yes. if, if you are a country that doesn't produce the biggest, strongest, scrummaging teams, yeah. have you a chance of winning the World Cup? OK, I take the point. Is it a 15-man game or is it an eight-man game? OK. And, and right now, that has become so um, biased towards scrummaging and mauling. And it's, the game is totally out of balance in a bias. Not South Africa, not, not blaming South Africa, not blaming it. The game has become biased towards that and we have to spread the, the, the equality out across the 15 players right now. And it's not. Okay, interesting point. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Just to show people, uh, this is, uh, I'd say this is true of sport generally, whereby there are decisions that a referee might give in the first five minutes of a game and gives them freely. And then there are decisions right at the death, which will have a big consequence and referee keeps whistling uh, pocket. You felt that was the case here. England deserved a penalty, you thinking? I think if that's the first 10 minutes of the game, it's not rolling away penalty every day of the week. And it's a serious gripe of mine that they're refereeing in in a different way. And it's the same with scrums, you know. I noticed it last week in the, in the, the French game yeah. that he's blowing his whistle and stopping the clock in the last 10 minutes of the game for scrums. But you don't see that in the, in the first half of games. Human so. nature, though, unfortunately. It, it might be it human might be nature, but we've got to, you've got to have consistency. Yeah. You've got to have consistency. Um, and just on that, on that scrum point, just to, to come in on it, you know, to, today we saw England force them, uh, South Africa, to play and play from deep. And... The reality is South Africa weren't able to do it. No. They did it really poorly. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing that got them out of that game was the scrum. Yeah. And we're going to see it again next week against New Zealand. It, mm-hmm. If they get the edge in the scrum, is that going to be enough to win the World Cup? And it was four years ago. Yeah, and it probably will be again. It was in 95. How they haven't changed, mate. Okay. They're doing the same thing they're in 95 they're doing today. Scrum, goal kicker, good kicking game. It's good, it's good theory. It's good. Yeah, it is working out for them. Let's hear from uh, presumably very disappointed Owen Farrell. Uh, Owen, uh, tell me what's going through your mind right now after that arm wrestle tonight. Um, not too much about the game, to be honest. Um, just that, just that. I'm unbelievably proud of this group. Um, uh, the the crowd today was unbelievable. It's, uh, you know, after after a difficult loss like this, um, all that all that stands with me at the minute is how, is how proud I am to be English. You did so many things so well in this game, especially up until just those final moments. Uh, where did it turn for you? And I guess, yeah, where do you feel like you did some really positive things tonight? Oh, I don't know. 
there's, there's, you can always look back and pick up bits, but obviously South Africa are a, a top top side, and they've showed that they've showed that over the course of a of the course of the World Cup and, be, and before that. So um, we're uh, we've been on a bit of a different journey over the course of this, and uh, we're I'm just proud of where where we've been at um, these last couple of weeks and where we've built to, and where this team can go from now on. Yeah, tell me more about that because people wouldn't have picked you guys to be here in the final four for this weekend and, and the journey that you guys have been on. Yeah, well, it's it's different. It's different for everyone in this group, you know. It's, it's, this will be some people's last World Cup, so obviously, um, and some people some people are going elsewhere. But as I said, I'm unbelievably proud of this group and what they've done over the last five months of working together and. Um, you know, whatever happens, whatever happens going forward, this this team's going to be good. We'll see you next weekend for the bronze game against Argentina. Thank you very much. Wow, from heads in hands to sheer ecstasy and relief, let's hear from uh, Jacques Minabar there. Jacques, big sigh there from you, a sigh of relief, I imagine, for your side to get through that one. What was that like watching on in the coach's box? No, listen, uh, yeah, I first want to start. With credit to England, I thought they were outstanding on the night and um, they really had us on a, a lot of pressure and it took something special for us to unlock their defence and uh, to, get a, to get a try at the end to get us back in the game. Tell me about the impact of your bench tonight. Andre Pollard in particular, you guys brought him on really early uh, in the game from, for a bench player tactically. Tell me about that decision and, and the impact that they had. Yeah, no, listen, we... We needed some energy, you know. We, um, yeah, and and that's why we decided to bring the bench on. We're fortunate that there's not a lot of difference between the guys that start and the guys on the bench, and we needed energy, and they brought that. And the key moments, of course, in that second half, that try, and then the kick from Pollard. What did you do really well then in the back half that the bench players were able to do? Yeah, like I said, uh, it. it it, like in the previous World Cup in the semi-final, it takes something special to unlock it. It's always going to be tight. And, um, yeah, those two moments were probably the telling moments. Huge final now next week against the All Blacks, a side you know so very well. Tell me about that matchup. No, listen, it's going to be a final. It's going to be tight. Um, yeah, they're, on, they're in excellent form. I think if you look at their last couple of games, if you're probably not going to get close to 30 or 35 points, you won't be in the mix. Best of luck next week and congratulations tonight. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, Jacqueline about there, who of course will be seen at Leinster very soon. And Matt Williams, who would be a coach. Yeah, but, uh, you've got to give that coaching bench a lot of credit. They made some very, very courageous calls during that game early. And you have to say, it worked. It worked. It was tight and it was close and it was late, but it worked. So, uh, and the pressure they're under, I mean, that is the ultimate pressure. Are you going to make the World Cup final or are you not? So this is, it's, that's as big as it comes for a coach or a player. And they went to 70-something minutes, 76 minutes, and they were out, and then they got in. So that's, mm. the, uh, that's as close as it comes. But, you know... To make those big calls on the biggest day and to get them right, they deserve a lot of credit. You said, Ian, that Manny Leibach may not come back from this. Uh, do you think that crosses the coaching ticket's mind and should have crossed their mind in the midst of a game? Yeah, I think, I think they'll stick with Pollard now for the final. Um, are they concerned about 
you know, the headspace that Lebok would be in taking him off that early? No, at that given moment. They're thinking, how can we win this game? Yeah. And I think that Lebok will actually understand that. Maybe not right now, but in time, he'll understand that. Mm. Um, but look, huge, huge decision came off of them. Um, and I, I can see them sticking with Pollard. He's, he's the higher percentage player. And I think we saw tonight that if they can play that high percentage game, they'll probably have enough to beat New Zealand. OK. Well, we will preview the final before we uh, head off for the evening. Let's hear from Steve Borthwick, though. It's been a strange old tenure. I guess he signs off, um, well, he's got next week, but signs off uh, from winning the tournament point of view with a very decent showing. So let's hear what he has to say. Well, Steve, commiserations. Uh, tell me about that match from your point of view. Sorry, could you repeat the question? Tell me about that match from your point of view watching on. Well, I think firstly, immense credit to South Africa um, to come back and find a way to win. That's, that's great credit to them. They're the number one side in the world and the world champions for a reason. Um, I think secondly, I want to say thank you to the incredible supporters that were here tonight and the, the millions watching back home in England and have been cheering this team on. And thirdly, I think, uh, as I talk about my players there, I thought they were incredibly well led by Owen. I thought they played their hearts out. They showed what it means to play for England and I think I suppose we're very proud of them. Tactically, it seemed like you had their measure early on in the game, a half-time lead. Where did it change from your point of view? Oh, well, I think right now is not the moment for dissecting the game. Um, I say, immense credit to them. They found a way to get an advantage, which they did around the scrum, and, and, um, and I, that gave them the field position and the points. Tell me about how proud you are of this squad to get to the final four. I know it's all very fresh now, but a lot of people wouldn't have picked this side to be here this late in this tournament, considering the lead-in. Tell me about these players and the journey you've been on so far. Well, I think you look at this this squad, and it's a, it's a very good squad of players. We've got people talk about the experienced players. We had seven players, 25 or under, today. That's the most of any semi-finalist. You know, South Africa had one, 25 or under. So I think it's this, this group of players is, is, is really a real talented group and from the experienced down to the not so experienced. And I think that was very, very disappointed today. We'll reflect on it. We'll find what we're going to do better and we'll be a better team next Friday. I was going to say you come back and play Argentina, not the game you wanted to be playing next weekend, but how do you see that matchup? Well, I'll start having a good think about that in the next period of time. And, but we look forward to Friday in the sense of uh, we wanted to be in the final on Saturday. Now we play against Argentina back here on Friday night. We'll prepare thoroughly for it. And it'll be a week where we step forward again. So tough tonight. Commiserations. Thank you very much. Well, I guess they could always get George Ford. He kicks a few drop goals against Argentina. You see there just that sense of a night they can be proud of, but also a heartbreaking night for England. They've surpassed expectations, but still have come up short. The interesting question, Rob, about England. A dreadful couple of years, Eddie Jones gets panned, sacked, Borthwick comes in, a poor Six Nations, culminates in France hammering them at Twickenham, you remember. Listening to all of you guys talk across the last month, they play next to no rugby, it's beyond reductive. Now it's worked for them to an extent tonight, they've had a good showing, but with a view to the Six Nations next year, Borthwick, I presume, can't look at tonight and say, that's us, that's the template because that, that's not going to work medium term or will it? No, it's, it's absolutely not going to work for them. But that's, that's the template that they've been playing for the last yeah. two years. So I, I can't see how they're going to come to a Six Nations and play any differently. This is the type of game that he wants to play. 
I don't think it's the type of game that's going to win them as Six Nations. I think, if anything, it may have skewed in his head that mm-hmm. maybe this could actually work. I think they were very lucky with the conditions tonight. Yeah. They were very lucky with the South Africa that turned up. Uh, and they were lucky that things went for them on the night. Yeah. I don't think that is the template that is going to uh, rebuild a new successful English rugby team. But I don't. Do you agree it would be a big mistake for Borthwick to look at tonight and say, you know what, geez, against South Africa, this is, we're on the right track? Man, if I play like that, they'll, yeah, they'll give Italy a run. But they, the, other, the other teams will boot them. Yeah. Fran- France and Ireland will boot them. The way all, uh, uh, Scotland and Wales play will really trouble them. And they've got to play some rugby. I'd be amazed if Borthwick doesn't realise that. Got to, they've got to play some rugby. But he must know that. Well, it was surely, 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 surely. But Well, what will change but, is... is but that's Felix his coaching jo- Felix Jones, I'll tell you what, right. Felix Jones coming into that coaching ticket is going to make a massive difference. You've seen what he's done with South Africa over the last two World Cups. Mm. He's definitely had a bigger influence on this World Cup. Um, you can see him, he's much more prevalent in the coach's box. He is a really, really astute addition yeah. to that coaching well, ticket. Well, if they listen to him, Borthwick, I mean, as, as you said, Rob, it is, what we've seen tonight, that is Borthwick's way and was his way at Leicester. And it's worked for him largely. Yeah, every, every coach has a philosophy in terms of how they want to play. And that's his philosophy. He's done it with Leicester. Uh, they won a premiership, ironically, with it. Mm. But it's not the type of game plan that's going to win you big international games. I agree with Mads that Felix Jones a superb coach. He's done unbelievable stuff with South Africa, mm. but it will take him a couple of years before he is able to implement okay. his attacking game plan on the English team, provided Borthwick wants to take it yes. on board. Interestingly, Robbie said a couple of years, all the teams that stuck by their coach for four years, France, Ireland, New Zealand uh, and South Africa, had success. Teams like Australia and England, they keep jumping, even Argentina. Did England you know, not have success at this World Cup? I don't think, oh, well. Semi-final? Okay, they made a semi-final. That, we all know it's because of the bias of the pool. Yeah. Right? That, 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 they have not played great rugby and we just said they are in trouble still. Yeah. They are in the semi because that side of the pool always gave them a shot to do it. Mm. But the, the, they need to settle down and get some real time under their belt with coaches. Okay. We have our final. Who are the favourites? Very quickly, go. <laughs> Your life depends on it. Well, South Africa. Matt? Uh, well, look, I, I, I think beginning of the tournament, yes, but I think New Zealand are in some really good form. Uh, it's going to be so close, okay. so close. Ian? I think South Africa will be favourites, but I really hope New Zealand win because if South Africa win, everyone's going to look at them and go, that's how we should play. We need to have a bigger, stronger, more powerful team um, who kicks the ball a lot. Yeah. And that's every other professional team is going to think that every school team, every yep. club team. And in my opinion, that's not good for rugby. We want to have teams seeing the space, beating guys one-on-one with footwork, you know, a passing game, the way Ireland play it. I know I'm a purist when I'm, when I'm saying it, but this business of running over guys, going to the power game, I don't want to see you know, the Senior Cup this year. Yeah. In, I think it, we saw it from South Africa last week, to be fair. Do you not think? I think it's only off turnover ball yeah. is when they play. Because they exert so much pressure on the yeah. opposition. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, their, their defence is out of this world. Is their defence yeah. not to be admired? It is. Defence is absolutely it's, to But be it's, it's also and, great to watch. And, yeah. Yeah. and attacking against their defence is exhausting. And that's a big thing that we've seen from this World Cup. And hard. That sometimes you're actually better off without the ball because 
it's so tiring attacking against those could kind of I, defenses. Um, can I ask a question though? Four years ago, South Africa scrummed England to death, won the World Cup. And to your point, in the four years since, we've seen attacking style rugby flourish. Ireland, France, any number of countries. It's not like everybody took their lead from South Africa, interestingly. In a way, but they, they did, we have seen the boxing game from that 2019 World Cup dominate the game over the next over the, 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 the preceding four years. Yeah, we've, we've seen a, a lot of different styles of rugby. Yeah. Um, and it, I think if you're to take the four best teams in the world at the moment, you take South Africa, by far the best defensive rugby team in the world. Take Ireland, the best phase attack rugby in the world. Take New Zealand, the best counter-attack turnover rugby in the world. And then take France, who are the second best at all three of those things. Great point. Yeah, I like um, that. Yeah. And it just shows now that... Now, listen, I know those games were so tight. The quarterfinal was so tight. Tonight was so tight. All, this, all in South Africa was so tight. S so tight. Hmm. But defences are always going to be the top, top of the food chain there. Hmm. And... New Zealand, in terms of what they can do, their ability to score a try out of nothing has got them into another World Cup final. And if you follow your point, Robbie, if we look back on history, uh, the two games that uh, recent games, South Africa, New Zealand, in Christchurch, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the first 20 minutes of that game, New Zealand played at an extraordinary pace and scored 18 points in the mm. first 20 minutes because their breakdown work and their accuracy in their passing game, the flatness of their play, yeah. it's brilliant. Then we go to Twickenham. Now, I know there were some yellow and red cards involved at Twickenham. The power game of South Africa comes in and their defence, New Zealand didn't even look like it. So, again, we're talking cigarette papers between these teams. Yeah. So the, 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 the point I think Robbie's making, and I'd make too, when teams have played fast and got passes in, Australia beat them in Adelaide, Ireland have beaten them twice, and New Zealand have beaten them twice. Mm. The pace of the ruck ball is absolutely electric because that nullifies the defence. Yeah. If you have slow ball, which you had tonight because of the weather and a few things, man, they're hard to beat. There is another interesting aspect as well, Ian, though, in this knockout tournament rugby, we're seeing... Uh, Ireland, New Zealand, New Zealand let Ireland have a lot of the ball and, and it was very much built in defence. We saw South Africa let France do a lot of the hard running last week. And then this week, um, again, England troubles South Africa, kind of reductive cup rugby. There is that kind of interesting thing where the attacking teams find it harder to do it under the most extreme pressure and South Africa, like Granite, are kind of almost there. It's, it's easier for them to execute their more limited game plan under this kind of pressure. Yeah, it is. Like the, the stats speak for themselves mm. from last week. You know, you, you look, I think South Africa had 82 passes, France had 153. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's clear as day that they don't want to have the ball and certainly not in, in, in areas in their own half. Um, and England forced them to do that tonight. And mm. it'll be interesting to see if, if New Zealand adopt a similar tactic. We've seen their kicking game throughout this competition, arguably, you know, the, the, probably the most varied kicking that we, you know, between their chip kicks, the crossfield kicks, their ability to go to the air. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see if they take them on there. And I think if they do, they, they could get good result out of it. Yeah. But you're all saying this is flip of a coin stuff. This is really well, tight. Well, I think, I think the last two quarterfinals, uh, when these top four teams play each other, yeah. and now, now the, we said 
the, two, the teams from Ireland's half of the draw would make the final. That's turned out to be correct. Mm. Whenever those four teams play each other, there's nothing in it. Yeah. And, and all the results have proved that. France, France, so we're going to have two teams who've made the final. I wonder if this is the first time. Two teams who've made the final who've oh, lost a game. Mm. Big thing is going to be how, how the scrum is reft in the final. Like Wayne Barnes perceived that Andrew Porter was doing something illegal. <clears throat> yeah. But at least in the, this final, you'll have parity at the scrums because they're both world-class scrummaging teams. I don't think we're going to see the same difference in terms of, of, of nice. scrummaging ability. I hope we don't. And if you're New Zealanders... What, what's your breakfast next morning? 1995 all over again. Next, next in Paris, check your cornflakes in Paris. We'd like to distance ourselves from that comment. Uh, we don't know this guy. We have talked oh, enough dear. about scrums for one lifetime. Yeah. Uh, my thanks to the boys. And we're down to the final two. We'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.